the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey, folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman coming to you from our studio. Our studio this time. That's right, no more echoey Zoom meetings. We're actually in the studio this time, uh, but we are still, unfortunately, behind enemy lines. We're in the occupied People's Republic of Occupied California. Uh, we are fighting the good fight, doing everything we can do to keep ourselves safe. Not from COVID, because that, face it, we were never in danger of a bad flu. But now, the true ugliness of the leftists has raised its head. Burning and looting, uh, deciding that your private property needs to be destroyed because they have wet underpants on. Uh, I don't know what their problem is. I think basically what we're looking at, folks, is two or three generations we can blame on Dr. Spock of not spanking spoiled children. And when they grow up and become in, enraged at, I don't even know what they're enraged at. They're, they're enraged at being enraged, and they want to destroy things. So we as Americans, free Americans, understand that our responsibility is to defend our family, our property, our loved ones, and our dogs. Maybe not in that order, but dogs are pretty important. But it is our responsibility to defend ourselves because... When you need a policeman, they're only minutes away, maybe 30 minutes away. Maybe they have great response force, but anytime you're calling for a police officer, it's after the fact. You don't call a police officer, say, I think my house is going to be broken into tonight at 1130. Can you please be here? It's after the fact. So knowing that, we're going to have a couple of guests come on here today. I have, for your listening pleasure... Taborosaurus Rex, Rex Tibor, the man, the legend, no myth about the guy. He's awesome. He's here on the line with us. Love having him. Rex, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, Philip. That's way too much of an intro, man. <laughs> I'm just a goofball, but I'm having fun up here so far. So, Yeah, you guys are out there looking for problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm up here now. Western North Dakota, we had the same cats roll through. It just took out Minneapolis and Fargo. And uh, they came into our town, and it, uh, nothing happened magically. There's a magic wand that it found that if enough people have them, it just causes peace immediately. Exactly. It's like that Hogwarts movie where they have their wands p- cast a protective shield around the castle. It's amazing. Like uh-huh. a, about a 1,500-yard range of protection all around <laughs> wherever you go. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was wonderful. It was fun to actually do a test on that stuff and uh, 
the whole liberty thing and, and peace and safety is accomplished through superior firepower. And uh, they didn't raise a voice. They didn't leave a piece of trash on the ground, and they didn't even throw one water bottle. They just looked, and then they left. They saw the pain was in their eyes. And also joining me here, I have Rosiel Cohen. He is our tactical rabbi. Love this guy. I got to shoot with him out here at uh, uh, Angeles Shooting Range a few months back, so really enjoy this. But he's on the East Coast right now trying to protect assets on the West Coast, and he's got kind of a bird's-eye view of what's going on over there. So, Raziel, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? We're doing just fine. And also, you can find uh, Raziel and his training at ndftraining.com. Rex is obviously over at rexdefense.com, so follow up with these guys, see what they're doing and what's going on with them. So I'm going to start with you, Raziel. You are in the east, on the East Coast at an undisclosed location. <laughs> Can you? So, uh, we've been having like a lot of chaos going on. So luckily, um, the area that we're in currently, New Jersey, um, on the East Coast, is a very like secluded area. So I'm not really we're like not really involved in all the chaos that's going on. But what I'm getting is the full amount of the chaos from the uh, from the West Coast. Uh, people reaching out to us and saying that they are in the worst possible places that they could be that everyone, the, the famous line, like, I never thought it would actually happen to me. Like, this is always something you see on the news somewhere else, but suddenly when it's in my backyard, it suddenly becomes a problem. Um, we've been getting so many calls. Um, for the past few days, I've been on the phone for at least uh, 10 to 12 hours straight um, dealing with different people. Um, we were actually up for the past, like, two nights, all night, uh, helping trying to monitor what the hap- what they, what's going on in the communities and trying to give people advice of things that they could do. Um, we have obviously a, a, a very large array of different people. Some of them I'm a, not interested in all in confrontation. And then on the other side, people who are standing in their homes, uh, loaded, ready to go, uh, waiting for the first person to make a daring move. Um, it's been a very, very chaotic few days. I want to ask you this question because you said two comments, or you said a comment, which reminded me of one. And I want to know what happened here. So you're talking about a community that's saying, I never thought this would happen to me, Right. Correct. What happened to that community thinking, never again will I let this happen to me? What was the mindset change? So it's a, it's a very good question. Um, there, there's a lot of people that, that, of why we have so many people who are against guns. Like, I feel like there might be a very false sense of security living in America, which is obviously the greatest country in the world. And you have the understanding that while I'm here, I, I should feel safe. I should, should feel protected. But Every country has its issues. Every country is going to have its problems at some point. History repeats itself, and we need to learn from that. But for some reason, they seem to have dropped that mindset of, I'm, I'm going to be fine, like, uh, nothing's ever going to happen again, even though they have the mentality of never again. Um, and it seems to have just came back up. Um, then we had even, like, the, the famous phone call that I, I really never thought, like, I knew it existed, but I never thought it would actually come towards me. And the person saying, you know, I really decided uh, I need a firearm. Where can I buy a firearm? And I said, look, I said, most of the United States is sold out of guns right now. That's a very hard thing to want to request. So this because, morning. Oh, but isn't there the gun hole loophole? There's a, the loophole that you can just purchase from someone else. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked. That's <laughs> not how this works, man. So this morning, um, I, on my way to the radio, why we're here a little bit late is I had to, an appointment early to do some paperwork on some long guns that needed to be reacquired, you know, to the proper ownership. They were being abused by being neglected by somebody else. So I had to save them from a dusty death. And so it was just purely humanitarian. 
that uh-huh. I was there. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and uh, if my wife is listening, they were they were almost gifts. Okay, we're just going to go with that. <laughs> but considering the price you got it for, it's pretty much free. <laughs> <laughs> if she knew how much money I saved, right? What's that old argument? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was over at Ask Ask Firearms in in Redlands. So if I'm out that way, you know, I'll deal with that. If I'm in Riverside, I, I run over to Bullseye and and uh, flat out, he was out of every single semi-auto. And these guys have been like that out here in California. I know uh, Bullseye Sports; they're out of well. I shouldn't speak for him now, right now, because he gets shipments all the time, but everything is flying off the shelves. So this COVID thing happened and it went absolutely nuts. And then they kind of relaxed a little bit from that. And then the zombie apocalypse is happening. And now people are right back at it. I, the people who weren't afraid in the COVID are now out there. I need to protect myself some way. They're walking away with 1917 Enfields because that's all they can get. Um, you know, it's, and, and and I hear all the time, I just want this, can I just do the gun hole loophole? Here, like, here's an extra 50 bucks. Can I do the gun hole loophole? loophole? It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. They've been so mind scrubbed, for lack of a better word, on this radio, that they honestly believe what's coming through their television sets. And, yeah. you know... <laughs> Right, Rex? You know, you had a great yeah. meme about, a, you know, how do you stop COVID-19? It's easy. You throw your television set out the window and you'll never hear about it again. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> but isn't oh, that what we're boy. seeing? We're seeing people parrot. And, and an interesting thing when it comes to the media and media companies like Twitter, um, why is Twitter not deactivated the Black Lives Matter or Antifa pages that are telling people what to attack, yet they're worried about conservative content. You know, there needs to be a point. And I think Trump's the thing he passed last uh, last week or so that says they're not they're not going to be protected as publishers if they're editing. You know, they ha- they have blood on their hands. They're allowing people knowingly to use their platforms to engage in unlawful behavior that results in the wanton death, dismemberment, uh, property destruction, and uh, and littering. Too, they also litter. You know how are how are and by creating these groups, they're not socially distancing. That's that's the number yeah, one. Yeah, it's hard to beat someone up and stay six feet away from them, <laughs> unless yeah. That that's what I was trying to figure out. I'm like, how do you stay six feet away from somebody, you know, and then still beat them up when you pull them out of the car and then jump on their head and stuff? Like, but you know, maybe it's I, I figured out that the rioting is an essential function apparently in a lot of states because that's cool. You know, if you got a brick or a face mask, then you can go to the store and do whatever you want. But if you're normal and it's and, free, you, you don't know, have to pay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of like a elite status if you just grab a brick. I like it's, that. It's funny how those bricks just kind of show up on pellets all over town too. You know what? Happens. We're going to talk about huh? that. We're going to talk about that. When yeah. We come back. We're just about out of time here, folks. Philip Naiman, check these guys out. NDFtraining.com for Raziel, RexDefense.com for the Taborosaurus. We'll be right back after this. AM five ninety, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! 
Hey folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Philip Naiman here. You know, we have less thunder in the mouth, more lightning in the hand. And every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights that are afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Our longtime sponsor in the battle to uphold these rights has been our best friend out there, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not, if you are not armed for protection or recreation, you may be screwed. You just may have waited too stinking long. There isn't anything out there to arm yourself with unless you show up every single day and hope there's a shipment. Why? Because you waited. Why? Because for the last eight years, you weren't listening to me. You weren't going out there and purchasing as many firearms as you could to join the gun of the month club. And that's really on you. I support it. I try and give you guys the best deals out there. You got to run down there, see Vince. Take what he's got. He's going to have new Glocks all the time. Uh, the shields are coming in. He's got assets. He's got firearms for you to fire and to buy and to learn how to use. Now, once you've finally got and acquired your first weapon, after you jump through every single hurdle California has thrown in your way to defend yourself, then you need to get some training. So check them out over at Bullseye Sports in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com, because you really don't want to be caught flat-footed, pants down, like you just were, right? So folks, get on top of this, get yourself armed, get yourself trained. Enough said, we are moving on from here. Hey, joining me back, if they didn't hang up on me during that rant, uh, joining me here, I have Rex Tibor, and I have Raziel Cohen, the tactical rabbi. And Taborosaurus Rex. Great combination. Uh, gentlemen, we were just talking about, obviously, the zombie apocalypse that's uh, occurring here and there, but how it's been staged. Now, a friend of mine, client, who lives in downtown L.A., is in a high rise. He said in Los Angeles that there were white vans that pulled up directly below him by the Staples Center. People got out with headsets and laptops and were directing the Twitter feed to control the mob. Now, with today's geofencing technology, you can't tell me LAPD doesn't have the ability to know who those people were, who was transmitting that through. And if they didn't have geofencing up on a mob like that, they're idiots, right? Well, look, LAPD's got some great officers on it. Their command structure could very well fall into the latter category because they don't want to protect things. They want to see them burn and then ask for more money. But um, that's what's going on. We've seen that these groups are being used by Antifa, a terrorist organization. We've seen them being used uh, to commit all kinds of atrocities and crimes. And we've also seen things being staged. Rex, you want to touch on that? Yeah. So like uh, what we have here is a very well-organized group that uses BLM and other people who maybe have like the proper human compassion for some kind of tragedy that might have happened, you know, whether historically or a point tragedy, but they're being used as human shields unwittingly by these other professional agitators and groups that want to take down the United States funded by foreign people. Um, when they came through my town, I seen that they were casing the town for about three or four days. I do a lot of rounds, um, kind of, just what I do. And uh, I actually kind of noticed a lot of outsiders come in, and you can see the MO. You can tell by posture and everything that they're not from around here. And game recognizes Pro game. Probably. And so I could pro tell they were. Probably you could tell just by the haircuts. 
Yeah, or lack thereof in some cases, yep. But uh, I actually, during the scheduled peaceful protest, which we encouraged them to come to our town, we gave them a nice stern warning with about 300 angry bikers that uh, surrounded the mall before they showed up, uh, all armed to the teeth, um, that, hey, you're more than welcome to come here and express your First Amendment rights to peaceably assemble. Anything other than that is not happening. And these bikers and these cowboys and these out-of-work roughnecks who are waiting for the oil to pick back up have nothing better to do, and they don't got rules like police do. And so they were kept in check very well. But I was sitting across the street from the protest where I figured they'd have their staging area because uh, where would I go if I was them? To the Applebee's directly across the street. The protest have about 50,000 beers watching it and getting ready for the night. I was sitting at the Applebee's, and... Uh, there was all the professional agitators discussing the operations inside there. And so I was just a big, you know, happy-go-lucky, goofy, you know, normal, harmless-type individual sitting in the place. And so I started asking them where they're from, and they're from all over. And uh, they're professionals, man. They're, they're hired professionals. A lot of them are, like, mercenaries, ex-military. And actually, the command structure, if you go up to the top, a lot of them are Obama layovers or uh, not layovers, but uh, ones that had retired after Obama got out on contracts getting paid huge amounts of money by these foreign entities to run these ops. I'm talking three- and four-star generals. If you want, I can name a few. But yeah, it's I'd like a to very well-organized, concerted effort. They got comms. They uh, were casing the entire city all night, and they spread out amongst the town, getting ready to try to take something out. But we had enough patrols we had aerial surveillance of our own we had thermal imaging we had qrfs all over town quick reaction forces ready to rock and roll and we had plenty of uh porcupine quill contingencies and so anytime they tried to stage something they they were casing it they had guys on crotch rockets driving around uh with notepads and cell phones and radios calling their guys and trying to direct them towards soft targets so we were able to outmaneuver them because we had a better communications network and more people to get those quick reaction forces to those soft targets as they were assembling, and they they had they had no fun and um, no joy, no joy. As they were headed out of town <laughs> around midnight or one one in the morning, all these blacked out uh, tour buses that the rock stars use um, that were hidden south of town. They all hit the highway about midnight, headed out of town. There was a lot of disappointed people. They thought there was going to be some kind of fun time that, you know, like they had in Minneapolis or, or Fargo. And these guys are disappointed they didn't get to play rough. And so they, they, nothing happened. But that's the beauty of an armed, disciplined society that doesn't take any BS. So now in South Dakota, you have the ability to open carry, right? Uh, I'm not sure South Dakota's rules. I do believe they have open carry. I'm in North Dakota, and uh, there's oh, like no there's like required. there's a difference. There's like a river. That's a, there's a river between you. <laughs> yeah, South Dakota is actually a really, really, really good place too in terms of uh, firearms rights. Right. But up here in North Dakota, um, absolutely, uh, there, there's no you don't have to get a permit to to carry a, right. a loaded firearm. You can have a loaded rifle in the car all day. So here and I do. You know, keep that with me all the time. So here, Raziel, maybe you remember this, but like 10 years ago, these guys decided they were going to press open carry. We had open carry in California. Um, it was a weird law. You could open carry while you're hunting. Obviously, you could open carry as long as it was unloaded. Well, these guys decided that they wanted to push something into the courts and uh, force 
free CCWs or something of that nature. So they had these open carry squads standing all over the place, purposely making police come check them. So California state legislature simply writes a law that says you can't do that anymore. So if we show up to defend private property like that and you don't have a guard card, you could actually be arrested just for open carrying on the property. So that's one of the things we're running into out here. But we do have a little city I want to take my hat off to uh, called Ukaipa. It's, uh, it's where I go to church. It's kind of an adopted city there. I'm on the other side of the ridgeline from it, but I always love Yucaipa. Got some great Mexican food there, Artiegas. Anyway, um, it, it's a cool place. It's right at the base of the mountains. And the, uh, the squids decided to come up there and try and cause some ruckus. And of course, you know, they're like flip-flops and whatever. They're just, they're those guys. And nobody was open carrying, but they did get an open handing. They were open-handed. How is that? <laughs> and it made it made YouTube, it made a national sensation about the rednecks and Ukaipa smacking down the people who wanted to burn down their city. How dare these redneck mountain people defend their property when out-of-towners wanted to simply come and destroy it? What is wrong with these people that they're not laying over, moaning, urinating on themselves like a whip dog like the rest of the country is, why did they stand up and actually put a smackdown on people trying to destroy, kill, loot, and burn? Now, why would they do that? Right, we actually yeah. had a very um, different side of the perspective because we're, I'm in L.A. County, and L.A. County was very, very aware that they were, they were not able to help the, the community because they were trying to focus on hotspots, uh, areas like Melrose Avenue and Hollywood, where they were being very, very quickly overrun. So we actually reached out to, to law enforcement and we said, what are we able to do? Because, look, we're still law-abiding citizens. Like, we don't, we don't want to cause problems. But obviously, we're going to do whatever we need to do to protect ourselves. But could you let us know what's within our rights, um, like, during times like this? The officer that we were speaking to, this is what he ended up saying. He says, do whatever you need to do. So, like, in what parameters? Like, what does that mean? They are obviously not willing to, right. to say exactly what, what can be done because they don't want to get themselves in trouble. Let's hold this. Let's hold this for the next segment here. We're coming up on a hard break. I'm sorry about that, but I, this is very, very important, and people need to hear it, and they're going to sit through the commercials so they can. Check us out at FiringLineRadioShow.com. We'll be right back after this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! 
anthem. That's right, folks. That's our anthem. Come and get them. Mulan Lobby. Hey, joining me back here, I have Rex Tibor and I have Raziel Cohen, the tactical rabbi. Now, Raziel is actually on the East Coast, but he's been in contact daily, all day long with what's going on here on the West Coast and in L.A. And he has uh, properties and friends and community uh, in the Wilshire area of, of Los Angeles, which is you know a, a nice area, but it's surrounded by Los Angeles. So go figure. So we just were talking about that. He They reached out to LAPD and probably the sheriff's office and saying, hey, what, what can we do to defend ourselves? Raziel, pick it up from there, please. So they, they were pretty much telling us, they said, like, listen, you do whatever you need to do. And, and we were trying to figure out, like, within what parameters. Again, because we are law-abiding citizens. We're not trying to cause problems. But we also have the rights and are going to do whatever we need to do to defend ourselves. So they obviously weren't trying to give us details because they don't want to get themselves in trouble. Um, but they were trying to um, kind of, like, help us along, saying that, like, listen, what they were very indirectly saying is we can't help you. So you're kind of on your own which is when a lot of people started reaching out to me and people who are not firearms owners and were saying, can I, can I please borrow a gun? And we're like, no, that's just not how that works. Yeah, that's um, it. I'll go to jail if you borrow my gun. Yeah. And I said, well, listen, I said, you do whatever you need to do to defend yourself. And, and what it came down to, and this is what I told the people in my community, and I know this gets a lot of backlash from a lot of people, but this is the reality. Law or not the law, you have the right and the God-given ability to defend yourself and your family. I don't care how many years I have to end up going to prison if that ends up being the case, but if it means that my entire community gets shot up and destroyed, that's not what I'm, ex- I'm not willing to do. I'm not willing to do that. And we're not willing to do it either. The entire community stood up against it and said, if police are not going to respond, we need to do what we need to do to protect ourselves. And similar to what Rex was saying is that we had in our area similar where people were driving around with notepads and they were very well organized trying to figure out what areas were able to be targeted, what areas were able to be attacked and what would give them uh, the least amount of resistance. And because of the way we set ourselves up and the kind of uh, quick reaction forces that we had put together, anytime we saw a person that looked even remotely suspicious, we had three or four people pull up in cars next to them, just give them a stare so they understand that they're being monitored very well, and then that was the end of it. They kind of left and understood. What it really comes down to is you need to have what the Second Amendment gave us is a militia ready to go. You have to be able to be ready to defend ourselves because even if the police do want to help you, there are going to be times that they just simply will not have the ability. And we need to understand that. Great, great comment there. The Second Amendment, you are the militia, right? We need the police force. There is no police force. You can't have 8,000 LAPD guys controlling 13 million uh, zombies. It just isn't going to happen. So you are the militia. The people are the militia. Who needs a Second Amendment? Uh, anybody lives in a democratically controlled city. Or who needs an AR-15? <laughs> anybody who lives in a democratically controlled city, you need an AR-15. You guys in North Dakota, you just want one. Us out here, we need one, right? Um, <laughs> but I want to bring this up because, Raziel, this is not the first time that this has happened. And and I want to highlight this because historically, if we go back to, I don't know, let's say 500 BC, right? In the Jewish community, there's a festival of lots. And that was, that happened because a kingdom decreed that on a certain day, because of a bad man, um, George Soros I, called Haman, <laughs> decreed a date where all the Jews would be killed and it was passed into law of the Persians and the Medes, which could not be changed. So um, the date happened, but 
Another I think di- we need to have the Mordecai Act of 2020. Yeah. E- exactly. That's Raziel. That's what we're talking about here. So, so the uh, second uh, law was passed that allowed all the Jews to arm themselves and to fight. And what ended up, what was going to be their annihilation date, ended up being uh, the absolute opposite. Why? Because they were allowed to defend themselves. So, I mean, so really, I mean, this is something that we all need to talk about, about you are your first responder. Historically, this has happened numerous, numerous times to the Jewish community. I just don't understand why they're so anti-gun. It's like for your own survival, you have to go into this mode. So, I mean, that was called the uh, Purim, right? P-U-R-I-M? Correct. Correct. And what, what is the date of Purim? So it's in a month of Adar, which um, I, I apologize. I don't remember the English association of that date. But pretty much it's, um, it's a very big time of a time of victory of defense. Uh, and also, this is, by the way, also the time that a lot of people are reaching out to me, and I said, how different is it now that you understand that there could be five, uh, 500 to 1,000 people outside of your home, and you're wondering about California 10-round magazine capacity? Like, how different has that changed your perspective or understanding the importance of having the capacity that we'd want? Because that's not something you want to interact with. Obviously, back in the day, during the, during the holiday for him, um, we were dealing with something very different where um, they presented a decree that they have the uh, other people have the right to just start destroying the entire communities and killing everyone off. Right. And um, they just said, you know what, let's come back and we can't undo that decree, but you now have the right to self-defense. And you're now allowed to fight back and do whatever you need to do. And luckily for them, since they knew the land and they were able to be very uh, tactical with the way that they, they, they carried themselves and the way they organized themselves, they were able to take out a huge amount of people uh, very, very efficiently um, because they understood that if suddenly they realized when your life is really on the line, we will do whatever we need to do to make sure to defend it and do the best thing that we can. And this is what I want to reach out now. Um, I'm Christian. Rex is Christian. You're Jewish, uh, Orthodox Jewish. But God has decreed you have the right to self-defense. This this rolling over and uh, urinating on yourself like a whipped dog, I just do not know where that comes from. But that is not— it Actually, it, from what I, what I was taught and what I learned is that it's actually against religion to be that kind of person. We have the obligation to protect ourselves. So the, the line that we, that we say in Hebrew is, you have the obligation to protect yourself. You have the obligation to defend yourself. And as people that have our own communities and our own groups, and in the country that they, we have the rights to the First Amendment that's being protected by the Second Amendment, it's not an option of whether you want to just turn over and deal with whatever you want to deal with. We have the obligation to defend and protect and preserve our religion. And your life and the life of others. Life is precious. Yep. Life is sacred. Yeah, yeah I posted that on uh, one of my other media outfits uh, a month or two ago, talking about it's actually just like he said, the tactical rabbi. He said, like it's a obligation. It is your responsibility. If you are equipped to defend and protect your community as part of the militia, the people, right, as a warrior in your community, and you don't do so, their blood is on your hand. That's the watchman. And it says yeah, that in the book. I mean, that is written down, you know, that is a law. Like, so that's the, that's the duty of the watchman. If you stand by and, and yep. see it and don't do anything, their blood is on your hands. Yep. And it's funny because, like, historically in the United States, the whole time I was growing up, you know, people would sneer at the idea of having, you know, oh, what do you need that kind of rifle for, you know? Well, this is the time where we can highlight, not smugly, but soberly, like, hey, do you see what's happening now? This is why you need to always be ready for the fight, because you don't know when it's going to come. 
but it does happen. Well, we let had me... way too many years of prosperity, and we got stopped. And so this is an opportunity to really help people kind of harden up their, their deals. And, and if everyone was it, – it's just basically a simple law of physics. Like if you apply more power, then the other side has to retreat. That's all, not, that's all there is to it. Well, let's talk about this, uh, Rex, because we have seen cities burning, people murdered, security guards, retired cops – uh, a lot of black people murdered, white people attacked, yeah. white people murdered, this mob mentality. Now, we've had in those last m- several months, we've had huge Second Amendment rallies like in Virginia where 22,000 armed people showed up. Um, yeah. How many buildings were burned? Actually, they didn't even leave any trash on the ground. There was not one discharge. There was nothing. Nothing happened yeah. except people talking. And so here's the point, folks, is that the Second Amendment community, because of our nature, we self-police. We believe in the rule of law. We submit ourselves under the rule of law. That's who we are. We can be trusted with AR-15s. It's the the leftist weirdos that are out there causing this problem. And uh, frankly, I don't know if they just never got spanked. Maybe in eighth grade, they needed their nose broken. I don't know what has has no, met, that's let them exactly be I this angry yeah. yeah yeah go ahead rex no i just i'm just uh agreeing with you <laughs> there's a whole generation I, I i remember watching them grow up and i remember when i was a kid if you'd have a smart mouth you'd get slapped around a little bit and so you quickly learn what they call respect <laughs> and so you don't go starting stuff because there are consequences well then there was a generation right after mine that really started getting treated like precious house pets and they never had any consequences. They were encouraged to throw fits. That's how they got their ice cream cone. And now we are seeing the consequences yep. of that generation in their uh, permanently suspended adolescence. Right. Just and, continuing their childlike behavior as they're 30 and 40 years old. And you can tell by their uniform of nose rings, flip-flops, and man buns. Uh, that's who we're talking about. <laughs> Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out our podcast, FiringLineRadio.com. I'm loving this show. i got two great guests here. I have Rex Tibor and Raziel Cohen. We'll be right back after this. Their websites, by the way, RexDefense.com and NDFTraining.com. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. 
That's also how you end useless, violent protests. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, uh, back here with Raziel Cohen and Rex Tibor, the Borosaurus Rex, the tactical rabbi also. So, folks, one of the things you heard uh, now, Raziel is on the East Coast at this point in time, but he's been communicating with people on the West Coast and trying to help them get some QRFs, quick reaction forces or teams together. I'm going to turn that over to him and explain and again, give your website, uh, give your address to your, your YouTube channel there, uh, Rosale, uh, about that. So take it from here, boss. So we've been getting a lot of calls. So today's Thursday from yesterday and the day before. We've been getting call after call after call of people pleading for help, of just trying to understand what they're able to do, how they're able to protect themselves and their family. Because at the end of the day, we're obviously very pro-Second Amendment, and we wish they had the means to be able to defend themselves. But still, as these people, we have the obligation to try to help as many people as possible, even if they made bad decisions up till this point. Um, at least right now, they're understanding for the future the importance of the Second Amendment and how real uh, the world and how dangerous things are able to become if you're not actually prepared. So um, we just put out a video on our, on our social media NDF training on Facebook and on Instagram, um, talking about the two types of people that we have going on, because we were trying to answer at least some of the questions that people were asking so we can help uh, as much as we can um, if it's not going to be at least to a larger group of people. So we, we organize them into two groups. We have a group of people who are either not interested in confrontation or are so not prepared for confrontation that they needed another route to be able to help themselves. Then we have the other group of people who are very well armed and they were trying to figure out what their options were. So for the group of people who I said, who were not ready, I said, here's a few things I think you should keep in mind. Um, I said, um, obviously, if it, if it's, if you're able to stay in your home and you have some form of being able to defend it in any form or fashion, then that would be ideal because you want to be able to, to stay in your home and, and feel comfortable. I said at the same time, it's a very good option to have in mind to maybe put together a basic go bag of the things that are very important to you, like passports, medications, things that can't really be easily replaced, and things that you, you would need. So that if your area, if God forbid your area gets so overrun and police are not able to help you, it unfortunately might be a time to just do a temporary retreat because you will not be able to take out a group of 1,000 people with Molotov cocktails with your family and your kids there with no means of defense. So I said having a small go bag put together might be something you want to consider, as well as also during like the low time of when the riots were happening. I said that's also an important time to make sure that your car is at least filled halfway at least with gas so that you don't want to end up stopping in a bad neighborhood without any, any gasoline and trying to figure out what your next plan of action is. I yeah. also said... When, you, when your car stops, that's when you're, that's when you're uh, able to be a victim. Exactly. Like there, were, there were people being dragged out of cars and beaten almost to the death. Like, this is not an environment you want your children to be near. No. Um, on top of that, I said it might be a good option to avoid highways because the highway only goes one of two directions. And if they block off the highway, you might need to abandon your car and you will not be able to get out. So I said try having routes that you could use that would be for the street so at least you have more options. And then I went to the people with the, with the arm side. I said, look, I said, I'm going to tell you what I, I have to tell you and present it in the way that it's supposed to be presented. And you take it whatever way you want. I said, first of all, Load all your magazines. You don't want to be sitting there trying to individually load your magazines <laughs> once the chaos begins. You know, it's good that you it's good that you say that. It really it's good that you say that because that's something people that my gun's loaded and I have a box of ammo, right? And that's useless. <laughs> who's, who's refilling? Right. That's a very As good the point. Duke said their gun's not any good if they ain't loaded, right? That's right. 100%. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, so buddy. Guys, like seriously, have you have your guns loaded, ready to go? If you have spare magazines, every single gun that you could potentially use for self-defense. If you're out of AR-15 ammo and you switch to a nine millimeter, 
take that, have that ready to go. If you have to switch from that to a 12 gauge or any other order that you decide to put it in, I can make sure everything is ready to go and that you have a way to replenish those magazines so that you're not stuck in the moment not being able to deal with it. I said, um, as well, also have fire extinguishers available because if they start throwing Molotov cocktails, you want to be able to have all your, all your grounds covered of different options of things you're able to do. Um, I also said for, for those who have ham radios um, and are, are licensed or that are not licensed and consider this to be state of emergency, which it is, um, be on the same frequency and be aware of your, your property and your, and your community. Understand where people are, where the issues might end up coming up. And remember, at the end of the day, if police are not going to be showing up, and it might seem a little bit illegal, but your friend's house is about to be broken into and his entire family is about to be slaughtered, we are going to deal with it in whatever ways we feel necessary to make sure they are safe. And we don't care what it entails because our life is more valuable than anything else that they're able to offer us. That's the most important thing. Um, and then on top of that, I said as well, make sure you also have medical equipment prepared because if you're getting into this situation, don't assume that something can bad happen to you. And you want to make sure to be able to, to deal with those issues because emergency medical services are also taken up. In fact, in LA, there was a fire truck that was trying to go help with people that were being wounded, and they started getting um, rocks thrown at them, and they were almost dragged out of their vehicle. And if you think that's going to be something that could be beneficial, realize that we are very much alone during these very high tense situations. So, one of my favorite movies, my one of my life movies, is Josie Wales, The Outlaw, Josie Wales. If you've never seen it, you're not a real American, but for those of you who, who have seen it, there's a couple of scenes in there where at the very end, they have to shoot it out in a house. And Clint Eastwood takes control of this. And he says, look, you know, these, these, are, the, uh, these are the hallways. We can watch this. We can watch that. You know, he puts a, a iron in the fire. If you get hit, slap iron on it. We'll worry about it later. You know, cauterize the wound, stop the bleeding. But it was getting in the mindset for self-defense and he, you know, it's a movie, but he kind of goes over that. And that's really what you need to do with your house. You got a lot of glass windows, you know, the fire extinguisher. I hadn't thought of that. I only have a couple, a couple more in every room. Be a great idea. They're not that expensive, but you're not going to put out a gasoline fire, um, you know, by rolling a blanket on it. So that's, that's a great idea. Um, you know, gas masks or whatever else you need in there, but it's Bear important. repellent helps too. Yeah, that's very handy. Bear repellent with a match in front of it, I think, is my favorite. <laughs> if you mix that up with a fire extinguisher, it works very well. <laughs> now, there's another few things I pointed out to people that we were having an issue with in California. Is that said, uh, first of all, I, I didn't really know that in California there's actually limitations of pepper spray being shipped to people's homes. So I said uh, the benefit of kind of a fire extinguisher is that it could be used as a, a large metal tube to whack someone with and have some form of distraction for like what you'd be able to use it for because I, I had no idea that there's actually limitations on what type of pepper spray you're able to have. And um, going back to what you just said before, of getting prepared for the mindset, um, I'm sure both of you have read of um, Lieutenant Dave Grossman's books of, on combat and on killing, of understanding the mindset and understanding what you're body's going to do under stress and different things to prepare yourself for that. That's another thing that I always recommend for firearms owners and defenders to, to read because you also have to really get yourself into the understanding of what is really going to happen to my body? What am I really going to do? What, what does the body do under high amounts of stress and high amounts of adrenaline? And the more you understand how your body works and, and what your body is going to do, the more effective you're going to be as a soldier, as a warrior for your family. And the other thing you need to realize is when, what happens to you when that adrenaline leaves? Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something that people don't, don't read about. And it's, 
once I started understanding that there, that kind of concept exists, because we're always so focused on the gear and what optic do I want to put on my gun and what magazine should I be using. But did you ever think about does after this, does this, this plate carrier, what happens? Does this plate carrier make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> so these are, these are very, very important things that as warriors, we don't just train ourselves physically to be able to take accurate shots at 500 yards, a 1,000 yards. We're also training ourselves mentally to be able to prepare for this, whether that be in the, the form of uh, religion, which is obviously the basis of our morals and making sure that we're doing the right thing, as well as preparing ourselves as a, as a soldier, as a warrior for our, our, ourselves and our for communities, uh, making sure we're actually ready to do what we want to say that we are able to do. Awesome. Very well said there, Rabbi. Uh, Rex, what do you have coming up here? Uh, I've got a pretty full summer on the, on the backside, kind of like uh, in terms of growing roots. We're getting the rest of my crew uh, some more additional training coming up here for our guys. We like to stay sharp as well, and maybe we'll come check out tactical rabbi stuff. That sounds pretty cool. Um, it's always good to <laughs> diversify your experience and your training uh, so that you know these things. There's always more to learn, you know. And uh, we've got some stuff coming up in South Carolina, God willing if that's a possibility, um, coming up in the fall. So that's on Rex Defense. We're hoping to get something going this summer here in North Dakota because it's free here. Um, you can come here. They don't got any kind of the, the restrictions that they have everywhere else. You can still, it's like normal up here. Um, so that might be a, an option for people to take a vacation from their communist lockdown state, wherever they're at, and, uh, and get some training. And I was thinking on maybe doing uh, kind of a Minuteman-centered course that was uh, very similar to what uh, uh, Tactical Rabbi was talking about, just kind of getting organized, yep. uh, how to how to set up an operations center, how to you know gather intelligence and, and reconnoiter properly and patrol safely, and and uh, just everything involved. Because just merely possessing a gun, right? So like if I get myself, yeah, it's a good a, start, uh, but it's not the answer. Eight inch Channel Island, one Merrick shape rebel model, five fin surfboard. Does that make me a Kelly Slater? No, stay, stay, stay off of Maverick Beach. That's what it says, folks. I, this is something I think we should uh, we should get involved with. Maybe we'll put together a, a class out here, fly Rex out, and uh, Raziel, when you come back home, do little team training sessions, and we'll uh, we'll do that with a bunch of groups. So that could be really awesome, folks. Philip Naiman, stay safe out there. FiringLineRadio.com for the podcasts are are at. Thank my special guest, Big Rex, and uh, Raziel, the tactical rabbi. You guys are awesome. Stay safe. Thank you for all you do. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management.